What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hill Varsity Club is opening in Omaha this May and is hiring for all hospitality positions. Do you love elevated food, exciting events, and having fun at work? Join our team by applying today at HillVarsityClub.com. Hill Varsity Club will feature a next-level mix of classic sports bar favorites and contemporary creations with indoor and outdoor seating and memorable live events like live music and sports watch parties. We can't wait to grab a burger and a beer at HVC this May. Apply for all front or back-of-house positions now at HillVarsityClub.com. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, where food and fitness come to hang out. Nutrition, training, and life. It's all fair game on Meathead Test Kitchen. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, powered by Little Movements Apparel. You can check them out online at littlemovementsapparel.com. They are legit. I am one of the world's biggest activewear snobs, and I have been converted. Little Movements is Awesome. So if you're looking for activewear and athleisure that's cute, comfortable, and actually affordable, they've got you covered. And they actually literally have you covered too. Ladies, if you've got melons and you try to run, you know that this is a conflicting problem, right? Like boobs and running just don't get along. (laughs) No, they don't. When you wear bras from Little Movements, NBD. Those suckers are staying locked down. They're not going anywhere and you're going to look cute as hell while you're doing it. Check them out online, littlemovementsapparel.com. You can find them on Instagram as well, at littlemovementsapparel. Lindsay and Marissa are a couple badass lady bosses that share our mantra of women empowering each other because we can all win together. So check them out, Little Movements. Use our code MEATHEAD at checkout and get 20% off your entire order. Thanks, Little Movements. You're dope. Boop, boop. So today we're going to talk to one of my favorite humans in the world. Um, he's fresh off a good life halves EPR of an hour and 39 minutes, and he's going to be running 166 miles from Ray, Colorado to Holdridge, Nebraska over five days in June next year as part of MS run the U S cross country relay team. Chris Whitney. Hello, sir. It's been a minute since we've been in a room full of microphones together. How are you? <laughs> I know. Well, well all, all of us actually, I <laughs> right. think we used to work at for the same people once upon a time. So Reunited it's, uh, it's great to be here. So good. Who sings that song? Uh, is that, it Peaches and Herb? That's probably should keep it that way. Can you that? Thanks. I can't sing. I'm sorry. I had to throw I it in there. I'm not Because afraid. it's been said to me before, and I always laugh every time. My I thought that's where you were you going that. with that, but I wasn't quite sure. My so. husband tells me that all the time. It's fine. It's fine. You can't hurt my feelings, okay? Little ribbing going on on MTK this week. We're feisty. So tell us about your uh, your new PR. Congratulations, by the way. That's fucking awesome. You took off like Thank a half you. hour, right? Um, half hour from what I had run the halves in last year. Um, I did the virtual Lincoln Marathon back in May. Did mm-hmm. it on Memorial Day. And ran 154, which was a PR then by about wow. two minutes, which okay. was a PR from the very first one I ran back in 2010. So a combination of not really being into running, not taking training seriously. Uh-huh. I finally buckled down this year and said, okay, this is the year I want to be under two hours again, want to set a PR. And then it just kind of evolved from there. Good. Yeah. That goal setting. Goal setting is so key. And when it comes yeah. to setting specific goals, it makes it really easy to reach them. 
It, it does, and, and that's the one big thing I found. I mean, when I when I went into the the, the Havsi, I just kind of thought, well, I like to be about a minute faster per mile, so around eight minutes, you know, somewhere in there. I figured, hey, you know, under a minute or an hour forty five would be great. Um, the yeah. conditions were kind of windy. It wasn't looking the best that day. And so I kind of scaled back a little bit, but thought, you know, loftiest of goals, maybe 140, we can shoot for there. And uh, it just, just kind of happened. The race uh, went really, really well. I can run a mile as fast as you were <laughs> clocking miles in the Havsy the other day. I was watching your your little timer chip on the internet, and Lindsay was texting me updates too. And at one point she's like, oh, she's on, he's on mile number nine. I was like, okay, cool. And then 20 <laughs> minutes later, she texted me that you finished. And I'm like, he fucking Holy did what now? Cow. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh. crazy. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a good run. I had some uh, things initially trying to figure out the, the pairing between my, my watch, the Garmin, and my headphones. And uh. so the music thing didn't really happen. So from about half a mile on, I was just kind of like, well, no music. We're going to have to do oh. this, which I, I always run with music. So it, it was nice to kind of get a different, uh, different feel for it, just kind of soak up the atmosphere. And uh, just sort of diversify kind of my experience a little bit. Very cool. I, it's so hard to run without music for that long. It's so difficult. If I imagine was, that made the mental mental aspect of running that far, that distance, a little bit more challenging. I think it did. Um, you know, I, as somebody who I ran in, in high school a little bit, I was never very good, but... Um, always kind of hearing about the mental side of things and, mm-hmm. you know, just the mental capacities and the mental strength and fortitude you need as an athlete. And so I think during this whole thing, I think that's something I've really embraced a lot more, um, just kind of taken seriously and uh, tried to tried to put more of an emphasis on, I guess, more than the physical sometimes. Right. How Like, how did you get into running, like specifically long distance running? Because most people don't just do that. <laughs> um, well, I guess when I did in high school, I played basketball and baseball and I went to a larger school. I went down uh, to Lincoln Southeast and Lincoln. And so unless you were playing for traveling teams or were very good, which I did neither, I was not very good <laughs> nor played on traveling teams. Um, you, you probably weren't going to play on the high school team, which was fine. And so yeah. I kind of just did it to have some fun with some friends that were doing it. So it was, you know, show up, do what you do. They'll find a place for you. So I did track for two years and cross country for one year. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I had done the, the half marathon in 2010. And then I always had kind of signed up for it pretty much every year since. Mm-hmm. And one I've of those kind things. Kind of like limped your way along. Yeah. yeah. You're like, yeah, I signed up for the Havsy. I might train for it this year. We'll see. <laughs> pretty much. And, uh, you know, excuses, life getting in the way, but mm-hmm. really just bad excuses getting in the way. Um, not really putting a good foot forward. And so, this year when the pandemic started, um, I guess our gym being closed kind yep. of forced my hand a little bit more in just being able to work from home too. And so just kind of wanted to start a chip away at it here and there. Didn't quite get a full 12-week program in. It was cl- probably closer to 8 or 10, but was able to move pretty well and just mm-hmm. kind of eventually get to where I wanted to go. And so I guess now it's to the point where I'm sure you, you both can relate. If you don't get a workout or a run in or something like that, your, your whole day just kind of feels weird. I mean, yeah. if you're not yeah. intentionally taking rest or even if you are, it just feels different. And so yeah. um, I think getting it eventually ingrained into just my routine and, and really a lot of who I am now, um, and kind of what I like to see going forward. I mean, I think that was kind of the, the big reason why I've actually kind of liked distance running. Yeah, yeah. We say that a lot, like one, find a way, not an excuse Mm -hmm. Two, it just becomes what you do now. Like, because you've already, like, if you put in the work, like it feels weird and kind of shitty. Like if you don't like do something, like move your body in some way. 
Absolutely. And I feel like pandemic has given us all the excuse to throw ourselves at whatever hobby we were doing a thousand percent. And that's been so fucking cool to watch. Like you've been running, we've been lifting. Um, I've got one friend that's been doing artwork and he's getting Mm -hmm. commissions from like professional athletes to paint stuff. Um, it's just been really, really neat to watch everybody dig into shit that they've wanted to do. Oh yeah. And not only do it, but do it really fucking well. Well, yeah. Really well. <laughs> yeah. For no, sure. that's that's the thing. And, and, and I just, it, it's just nice to kind of do something else. And I'm, I've heard you guys talk about this previously, but just to kind of take some time for yourself, you know, mm-hmm. if you're not feeling yeah. it some days, you know, it happens. And that was one thing that even after I had done the virtual back in, in May, you know, just going out for a run some days and it's just not there. I mean, you yeah. just don't have it for whatever reason. Yeah, sometimes so, those days off are like, just I'm going to run important. five. No, I'm fucking not. I'm running one and a half. Yeah. I hate it. I'm yeah. done. I'm, <laughs> I'm running for 20 minutes and I'm done today. Just accepting it and, and moving on, just going for tomorrow. And yep. sometimes it's like that. Like, um, we talk about shit we see on Instagram a lot. And there was one meme I saw last week that said, uh, training and, and fitness is a lot like a bucket of water. Some days you'll put a little water in the bucket. Some days you're going to miss that fucking bucket completely. Mm-hmm. Some days you're going to fill it all in one hit. Like it's just, you want to continue to at least put some water in that bucket. It doesn't always have to be a full, you know, yeah, a full effort. Yeah, for sure. So consistency. <laughs> there it Get is. Get out your MTK bingo card. Yeah, are you drinking? Because that's the first one of the day. <laughs> so aside from the actual running and the mental hurdles, what has been the hardest part of taking on distance running? Like, how does your body feel getting used um, to that? You know, somebody who, I mean, I'm not particularly young. I mean, we're all around the same age. But, I mean, as you start to get into your, your 30s and mid-30s and stuff like that and and – things start to ache a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, 30s are the new 20s, the by the guy. way. They yeah. are. Uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Pretty much. And I think one of the big things, too, is just, you know, you can't, you have to make smarter lifestyle choices, certainly. I don't, um, you know, everybody kind of has their own path, I suppose. And I was not somebody that's always, you know, drank a lot necessarily, but what I've done the last couple of years is is fully embraced Sober October. And so, somebody who loves craft beer, uh, probably more than most, um, you know, that's been difficult, but at the same time, this year was a lot easier than last year to do it just because I had that goal. I wanted mm-hmm. to focus in on doing that. And there's less social interaction. And that, that has also helped that too. takes for yeah. me, for me, that's taken a lot of, I don't, I don't remember the last time I finished an actual beer. I've been drinking the shit out of Bud, Budweiser zero. Cause I can drink it. It tastes good and it doesn't make me feel bad. But not being able to go out with our friends, like, that's all we do when we go out. We go to a brewery. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like, oh, fuck, I have to drink. Well, now I can't go anywhere, <laughs> <Yeah>. so. <laughs> so water and NA beer. Yay. Yeah, right. Fitness is cool. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about this next conquest you have coming, coming up. Like, how did it come about? How did you decide that that's what you were going to do and wanted to do and, and why? So I guess it just kind of goes back to a random encounter slash kind of calling back to some things that I had seen before. So um, as you mentioned, Instagram, I was just kind of scrolling through the the search function. And so as you kind of start to follow different things, more breweries I was doing for a long time, but now it's kind of evolved into more running things. Um, I saw a post of a woman who I believe is from Lincoln. Her name is Christina Mayans. And so she has, um, she's a total badass, by the way, from just what it appears, mm-hmm. but um, she's fundraised for MS, uh, run the U S for a while. And so she was in the midst of her virtual run, I think back in August. And so I just happened to see that pop up. The orange color caught my eye. Cause that's, uh, you know, the, the color that MS, yeah. uh, research mm-hmm. and, and all that uses. And so 
I kind of looked into that. And so it kind of jogged my memory because being in, in news media, I remembered a story from a while ago and even from our office last year uh, down in Lincoln where we helped kind of coordinate this event run through Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Um, just that this was a thing where people were running through the states. They had like kind of a pit crew with them and they were raising money for MS research. So that sort of jogged my memory a little bit. Kind of looked into it a bit more, went to their website, started looking at some of the other runners, and then looking at more of the specifics, you know, Mm -hmm. the certain routes, how much of a commitment it would be, all those types of things. And so, um, as somebody who's kind of had a a pretty personal connection to MS, it started just to get me thinking about whether I wanted to, you know, when I wanted to dive in and try and do something. I guess Mm -hmm. um, as life has gone on, I, I think I'm in probably a better position maybe to help out with that either financially or just from, you know, a time prioritization standpoint. And so looked into it a bit more, kind of talked to my wife about it. was like, I I might do this. I might try my hand, you know, we'll see. And I don't remember what spurred me to eventually just say, you know, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to try and do this and and step forward and, you know, try and get an interview and all that. But I did. Fortunately, it's uh, all kind of worked out, had a couple of interviews and Mm -hmm. uh, the process begins. That's awesome. So, so you mentioned your personal your personal connection, and I know those, and it's going to make me cry talking about them because we are both <laughs> touched by MS in our lives. Um, but who who is your why? Why are you running? Who are you running for? I'm running for my mom, Joyce. Um, her, she's had a pretty rough go, I guess, um, since her diagnosis 30-some years ago. I guess it would be 1988, so 30, 32 uh, years and change. But um, so... With her diagnosis, I guess it it didn't really get progressively worse until I was probably about 16 or 17 years old. So when I was a kid, I could always remember, you know, we'd still play catch in the backyard, um, you know, playing baseball or whatever, or, you know, she'd be taking me to, you know, basketball practice or a school event or something like that. And so um, by the time I started college and then my brother, who's four years younger than me, he started to kind of get into the high school age and things like that and where he would need rides, um, you know, and all that kind of stuff as things were on. But um, his experience was a lot different than mine. And so whereas my mom was self-reliant and could still kind of do things, still could walk, could still drive a car. Um, when I was in high school, that was not the case for him. So it was a little different and um, eventually just kind of became pretty much wheelchair bound and dependent on uh, both my dad and my brother um, for all of those things. And so um, that's been pretty tough. And then just hearing other people that have obviously had different uh, reactions, different diagnoses through MS. And then when our friend Kevin Mm kind of got his, um, it kind of made me think a little bit harder about it too. And certainly think about ways to kind of give back. And, you know, we're, we're certainly blessed with having our health and, and having, the ability to kind of do things that I'm sure my mom and, you know, others that's can't that would, that would really like to do that. that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't realize that how valuable your health really is. We take that for granted a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, if, if you're listening and you don't know what MS really is, um, it's a neurological slash immune disorder. Mm -hmm. Um, it manifests differently in everybody. It's, Mm -hmm. it's really strange. Um, our friend Kevin, he's had symptoms for as long as I've known him. And they discounted it for so long. They're like, oh, you're too young to have MS. You're in your 20s. It's it's fine. It's fine. He's like, I would lose my vision. I couldn't feel my feet. Like, mm-hmm. um, he was he was on a path towards towards a wheelchair. And he uh, he realized that he could turn some of that around with, with fitness and nutrition. And it's worked for him. Uh, he still has symptoms. Um, 
But MS, they call it a silent disease because when you look at somebody, you you can't tell. Yep. Um, so if you see somebody that is a younger person, they look like they're younger and they're parking in a handicapped space and they're walking slow out of their car, don't judge them. They might have MS. You don't know. Yeah. Um, it's I, been it, it's been really, really I know it's been really hard for you to see your mom progress. And I know like she's she's been in a wheelchair for as long as I've known you. And I know you've told me sometimes about some of the struggles that that presents. Um, I know personally with Kevin, like he has a lot of mobility issues still. Uh, his legs aren't super great. They're getting better. But he was he was so excited when he saw that you were doing this. He was so I, he was like, oh, my God, Chris is doing this. This is awesome. I was like, yes, it is. So I'm, I'm really thankful that you're doing this. And I'm really excited uh, to watch you fucking crush this. Yeah, I'm when I when she told like I had seen your post, but I didn't I like, you know, you just like scroll, but you don't really read anything. And I got a message from her right after I had seen it. She's like, we need to have Chris on and then told me more like the details. I was like, he's doing what now? (laughs) (laughs) Strange. That's everybody else's reaction, too. So you're not alone. If people don't think like if people ask you, you're if you're crazy, then you're on the right path. You know, like that saying is true. If your goals aren't scary enough, they're not big enough. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so how this is, this event is in June, correct? It's in June. It's the, uh, my, my portion will be in June, I mm-hmm. should say. So okay. the event starts in April in Santa Monica, and then eventually will work its way throughout the country and end up in New York in August. Right. Okay. So like, how are you right now currently mentally preparing? Because I'm assuming after just running the half, you're not going to immediately start training or are you? Um, I took, uh, I took Monday off. I okay. did kind of take Monday <laughs> off and then I ended up running twice on Tuesday, just kind of five miles each time. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. We did start to receive the training plans, um, mm-hmm. as far as mileage and Okay. So nutrition. they do, they do supply you with those. They do. Okay. Yeah. And so I kind of looked it over and a lot of it you would think is just, Hey, just running an awful lot. But most of the training plans, I mean, some of your longest runs are going to be, about marathon distance, which essentially Mm -hmm. is what it breaks down to each day. 166 miles will be my journey. It's over six days. So if you do the math, it's it's about 28 miles per day. So, um, but yeah, I think that's kind of the plan right now. I'm running about 30 to 40 miles a week as it is right now. So that's typically between a half marathon and marathon distance, at least Mm -hmm. as far as the recommended training regimen goes. So, We'll keep on that, just kind of increasing things a little bit. And I think one of the big things I wanted to kind of start, which I I had done on Tuesday, I kind of took yesterday off because I kind of twisted my ankle a little bit, but uh, it's it's doing fine now. We took a day off. We're great. But um, is just learning to run at different times of the day and then at different intensities. And so that's, I think that's going to be the biggest thing to keep in mind is because there's no, I'm not running to set a PR every single day. Right, you're for running for the miles. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so that's that's my biggest thing. I have a watch now that has a timer that I can actually use instead of having my phone in like a flip belt, which I have no idea what's going on, uh, or <laughs> right, even if it's right. on. Right. Um, so that'll be the thing, just being able to pace a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm probably between, you know, a seven and eight minute pace for the most part. Yeah learning that maybe it's okay to run, you know, a bunch of 10 minute miles in a row or nine minute mm-hmm. miles. We were talking about that, that the other you know? day. Yeah. Like yeah. how, how in tune with your pace are you? 
Like, do you know when you're on your fucking top pace? Like, you can feel I do. it. You do? I okay. do. Uh-huh. And going back to the Havsey on Sunday, those last few miles where you kind of run a little bit up Antelope Creek there, and mm-hmm. it's um, uh, just north of downtown. It starts to go uphill, and so that was right into the teeth of this northwest wind. And so mm-hmm. I could feel my pace slowing down a little bit, but then, like, I looked at my watch, and it was just past eight minutes for pace, which I wanted to be under that. Yeah. So I was like, okay, we're going to have to – Gonna have to push suck it up. Gonna have harder. to push a little bit here yeah. on this stretch, and Time so it's go. it kind of ride the ship. But I mean, I, I do get surprised every now and then. Yeah. Um, you know, especially some of those first miles where I usually like to kind of get warmed up a little bit, not really mm-hmm. go under eight minutes a whole lot, but I'll get done, um, and then we'll see. Oh, I was at seven thirty or right. seven forty for that first mile. You know, it's, it just depends on the weather a lot too. But yeah, it yeah. Does. Pretty pretty in tune with what's going on. Running into the wind, it, the first actual race I ever did it was the windiest day of the freaking year and it was running into the wind the entire time by mile four I was like what the fuck am I doing like this is the worst experience of my life (laughs) you're halfway through why the fuck did I sign up (laughs) for this what am I doing Saturday night I heard the winds just just blowing a gale and I was like "Ooh, this is not gonna be fun tomorrow (laughs) and fortunately it died down a little bit but it was still still not an ideal day but I guess it worked out yeah it was windy this weekend uh race day routine everybody has one what's yours so I've kind of gone back and forth on this a little bit um one thing I always do which sounds weird but I always have to take a shower I always have Mm. to to Mm. do that you know you're gonna be gross and nasty for a little while anyway but always like to just kind of Good to wake up the body, too. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. I think your, like, gear flows better when you've showered. I don't know. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) I I get it. I totally get that. I always shower before I work out. Like, it's just (laughs) part of, like, you get five minutes to be like, all right, we're going to go do this fucking thing. You're going to do it well, and you're going to get it done. Yeah. And then you just go do your day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of how I've looked at it here for the last few. And so just kind of getting in that frame of mind. um, Have a little bit to eat, not a whole lot. Usually I'll just do, um, which I've kind of been going back and forth on a few things. Usually have a banana, maybe a granola bar too, and then some of those uh, Belveda little snacks. Mm -hmm. Um, So just a little bit to get started, and then... On the drive down, which a lot of my running uh, these races have been down to Lincoln, so fortunately, yeah. my wife, who is the best, of course. Um, Verified. She, she's pretty fucking awesome. She, I love her. She will drive, and I'll just have like a bagel on the way, and then maybe like another half of a bar or something, and either some water or, um, you know, maybe a, a Gatorade or body armor, which has kind of been my new fixation, I mm-hmm. guess. But so just kind of mm-hmm. keeping it light. Yeah, yeah. So okay. All of it is. <laughs> Every flavor. Yes. But, um just kind of doing that and then trying to get to the course or the area, you know, half an hour earlier. So just kind of do a little warm up, get stretched, feel good and just kind of go on the way. And of course, got to have that, uh, that music, uh, the music bang and have a good playlist ready. Yes. yes. I like outsourced my playlist because I, well, I had to run by myself. It was my first half and I had to run by myself because you was, crushed it as know. well. Congratulations. When you, when I saw your time, I was like, holy shit, that's my new goal. I think. <laughs> Because I was, I, my goal was to be under 215 mm-hmm. and I made that by a minute and a half. <laughs> yeah. So like, that's, that's hey crazy. Man, <laughs> I just bought a treadmill. So we're all going to hey, be running a shit ton this right? winter. <laughs> oh, show. So like, I, kn- I only know this because of the training. Like when I was, when I was training for the half marathon, mile nine, mm-hmm. when I had worked up to mile nine was my hardest mental one. After that, it was a way, like way easier, but whatever 
it was getting to mile nine and getting that that day was so hard for me. How do you overcome the inevitable mental hurdles that come along with long distance running? So that was a big thing for me for a long time. And so the very first half marathon I did, I think our longest run in training, which I ran with a group of other friends that were kind of doing it too. I think the longest run we had was like eight miles. Mm -hmm. And so that worked for me. Like I ran a 156. We all felt great. I didn't have to stop. Felt felt fantastic. Like I actually got faster as the race went on that time. Yeah. So I thought, oh, I can I can just do this. It's fine. I don't have to run a full 13 or even 10 or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So when I would try it, albeit after bad training, uh, that didn't really work for me. Like I would get halfway done with the race or to mile eight or nine and would just be done. Just yeah. body had checked out, was tired. Just not Feet hurt, yeah, knees are burning. Pretty much. Just was not just not there for it. And so last year's Habsy, I had trained a little bit better for it. Got to that mile ten part. Mm -hmm. Of course starts to get a little bit harder. I had been running faster than my pace than I'd wanted to. I wanted to finish around two ten. Yeah. Was was ahead of that pace. And so I did kind of mix in walking and running those last few miles last year and still finished at two oh eight. But so I think this year just having the ability to not only kind of conquer the the running by yourself part, which I was never great at before. Mm -hmm. We always had to run with friends. That's how the, the training, I suppose, for the first one was so successful was just running with friends and being there, or, you know, going back to high school and running in groups yeah. of, you know, people on your team or whatnot. So I think in, initially just getting through a couple of long runs, just, just getting past it, feeling good. And so... It, it was a struggle. I mean, it's been a long stretch. I mean, when I did the, the virtual half back in May, just getting to that 10th or 11th mile, mm -hmm. start the doubt starts to creep in. <laughs> you start to think you're going to drop this. You're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. Something's going to happen and mess you up. And it, it's hard to think about because you do all this training, you do all this running, and really a lot of it comes down to whether you're going to get to your goals or not. It comes down to those last few miles. Yep. But if you're diligent in your training... The goals just I did show the up. mind trick. Like, so yeah. I ran to eleven. I didn't want to do twelve and I certainly didn't want to do thirteen because then it like why am I running a half? I already ran thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to eleven because I was like, if I can run eleven fucking miles, I can run thirteen point one miles. Like plus it's but, one louder than ten. But yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but this one goes to eleven. <laughs> but I, I totally, I totally get that. And I think that that's an underrated part of running athletes success, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Like the mental, cause you're nine times out of 10 challenging yourself. Mm -hmm. And so getting over like the doubts, like, fuck, I don't think I can do another half a mile or another mile or, you know, I, I and even just like tricking yourself by like a 10 second break, a reset of just walking for literally 10 seconds can make all the difference in the world it's yeah crazy. you can repace you can like yep. yeah it's training is great like that though because once you've done it long enough and I know you're getting to that point now because mm -hmm. you've been training consistently for like a year year and a half um it's great when you just get to a point where you don't even have to question yourself because you know your body's yeah. gonna do it you know yeah. it's gonna do it it's just a matter of how fast is it gonna do it right 
Yeah. Like you'll get there. How fast are you going to get there? <laughs> right. Uh, gross question. How many toenails have you lost this year? <laughs> Only one, actually. Really? Wow. Yeah. Damn. It's, um, it happened, I think it was right after the virtual half. So back in May, um, it, had been, it had been a black toenail for a while and just eventually just kind of came off in the shower. And so, Biocondios. Yes. And <laughs> so we've been good since then. You know, everything's been fine, but that's something that runners have to deal with quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. You always got to make sure that you've, like clip your toenails anyway, but if you're going to pick up running, make sure you're on top of that. My pedicure lady hates me because my toenails are always cut so short. I'm like, yo, I run. I don't want to get stuck on my shoe. Like the shoes I'm wearing today are actually the ones I wore when I ran that, but I have holes in the top. But like if I tried to run right now and I had long ass toenails, I'd rip the top one off of my big toe (laughs) on both feet. Giant holes in your socks as well. Um, if you have one piece of advice to give to someone that is interested in beginning fitness, knowing what you know now, what would that piece of advice be? I would say it would be probably just to set goals for yourself. And there's no such thing as a bad goal to set. There's no such thing as a goal. It's, I mean, I suppose, but you know, you have to go to the mindset with there's nothing too lofty to achieve. Yep. And, you know, when I first started to kind of pick up running and this was something I'd want, I've wanted to do for a long time. I've always wanted to, to get back into it. I always liked how it it felt to get done with a good run, just the accomplishment. It's just you. I mean, I love team sports. I miss miss playing soccer and basketball so much. Like, it's so much fun. But at the same time, it's nice when you do something like this. You, you It's you. I mean, mm-hmm. you're out there to do it for you. And You're the only person. It's only going to happen because you do it, yep. mm-hmm. essentially. And so you kind of start to set those goals and, and don't think that anything's not going to happen, whether it's, you know, hey, I want to I bench 200 pounds, you know. You have to make progress, and just with that, you have to accept that maybe there are days where it's not going to happen. Yep. And yeah. so just being able to, I guess, keep things realistic, but at the same time ambitious, you know, it's a fine line to walk, but I think that's been the biggest thing for me. Another thing is just find your motivation. You know, find it, mm-hmm. if it's not for yourself, you know, find other people. I've had a, you know, we go back to the, when I ran the virtual and I started to maybe hit that wall around mile 10 or 11, um, a friend of mine Stewart's, um, you know, one of his big sayings, which Sadie, I know you're a big fan of this too, hard work pays off. Yep. Mm-hmm. And another one of his big sayings is nobody cares, work harder. Yep. And so Ooh. when I kind of got to I that think point. I think that's a banner, dude. That guy follows Matt Frazier on that's Instagram. Amazing. <laughs> that's where I, I got that. it from. <laughs> I love that. And so I just kept thinking of that um, when I got to about a point where it was starting to feel a little bit tougher. I just thought, okay, just, just do this. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. just do it. And another, another saying that kind of goes along with that, and one for runners, um, Hal Higdon, I think, made it kind of more popular, but the, the, the hay is in the barn. You've done the work. You know, it's, it's, it's there. You know, you can't put all the hay in the barn the night before or two weeks before. You know, it's a continual thing. You work up to it. And yep. so that's the thing. Like, you put in the work, good things will happen. Absolutely. And, and Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, you're fine. Go ahead. I was going to say, after putting in all of that hard work, like if you don't crush the goal, then what did you do with all the work for? All the mental preparation, all the fucking food you had to eat. Yeah. <laughs> like the early mornings, sometimes the late nights, like But then on the flip side, if you don't necessarily crush your goal either, it gives you more motivation for next time. Yeah. Oh, Makes you yeah. hungry. Failing yeah. here's the thing about failing, and I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. I have failed so many fucking things. That it's probably should be embarrassing, but I don't care because I learn something every time I fail. Right. And this is no different. Like if you go out and train hard for a marathon and you run 
you don't get that sub two thirty, right? You know, or whatever your goal. I don't even. I don't know what a good time is, but like for a half. If, if that's you're your doing, first one, that's yeah. Pretty if good you're time. doing your if you're doing your first <laughs> half and your goal is two two and a half hours and you get two hours and thirty five minutes, that doesn't mean that you, you failed. You still finished though. You finished the fucking yeah. race. Yeah. Five minutes slower than you wanted to, but five minutes to shave off of a half marathon is fucking nothing. And now you have a now you have a benchmark. Yeah. You know, like this is what I have to beat. Failure. Next time. Failure doesn't have to mean it's the end it just means that you have to regroup and find a different attack plan absolutely I did bring up food I do have to ask that how much like I know how much you have to eat for a half marathon I don't I can't fathom how much you have to eat for a full but you're going to be running how many 166 miles in six days how much food are you gonna have to eat dude well, yeah, like how many calories are on your nutrition? <laughs> Seriously, plan? there's a lot, and it's going to be challenging for a couple of reasons. Just because um, I haven't gone full vegetarian or vegan, but uh, most days of the week I'm not eating meat, and okay. so my wife and I have kind of adapted that, and I think we both found pretty good success with that. I mean, she's mm-hmm. kind of doing more of the beach body stuff, working out at home, and through me, either going to the gym or through you know running, um, I found pretty good success with it too over the past. Well, since pretty much the pandemic began, I've lost, I think it's between 25 and 30 pounds, somewhere around there. You know, I'm wow. just a shade over 160 right now. So, Oh, I weigh um, more than you right now. <laughs> <laughs> See, probably, it's okay to occupy probably, space, ladies. It's probably fine. bench more than me too. So it's I okay. don't know. It's been a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. Um, but so that's that's one thing. And, and we'll have to kind of mix in a little bit more than that just to kind of, you know, get some, get uh, the important nutrients and things yeah. like that in there. But um, yeah, and I think it's just being more, more decisive and more, um, I guess, meaningful with, you know, the food that is being eaten, you know, um, you know, don't, don't snack quite as much on the bad foods and, <laughs> right. uh, try more fresh foods and things like that. And just kind of eating a little bit more, like I don't really have a big lunch necessarily. It's always kind of just, you know, little snacks throughout the day when I get up, when I get to the office, if I'm down in the office and then after a run or after a workout or something, then have something right after that when I get mm-hmm. back. And so it's a lot of variation and um, just kind of eating here and there, I guess, you know, kind of subscribing to that theory. Yeah. yeah. Every couple hours has been like our, our goal. I, and it I'm works really like well. They make fun of me here at the office oh, because are, I'm like, constantly dude. eating. Like, didn't you just eat? Yeah. <laughs> but are it we? was like a little thing. Like it wasn't, it was like a protein chip. Like stop. <laughs> yeah. Right. It, it was only a hundred calories guys. <laughs> right. Come on. Uh, yeah. Like it's, how has it been to hit your protein macros since you're going mostly plant-based? Because that can be hard because those plant-based meats have a lot more carbs and fat mm-hmm. in them. Um, what has been your go-to for like, yo, I need some protein before I go hit this. You're going to eat what? Like, what are you going to eat? Um, a lot of it are those kind of the protein bars, okay. things like that. Um, I've fallen in love with chocolate milk again, which I never yeah. really fell out of love with it. But it's so great after a workout. It tastes so good. It is. And so just doing that and then mixing in, you know, some protein powder or things like that. Okay. And, and I'll be the first to admit, when, when I kind of start off, um, kind of started off on that track, you know, to run more and things like that, that was the very first thing I noticed. It's like, I am hungry all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, protein, I, yeah. I think I had, I think I'd figured it out when I was a little more living in the gym as opposed to like running mm-hmm. and, and doing the cardio aspect of it. But that's the big thing is just getting used to that part of it and, and being able to 
have something there, at least for the time, just to maybe not completely fill up, but just, you know, a little bit to get you through the next hour or two and kind of get to a better spot with that. But, um, and admittedly, probably the the, the biggest challenge for me, I think will be the nutrition part of it. I mean, I probably have not eaten the best over the years. Um, well, I've got good news for you. We're going to be writing a cookbook this fall. So I'm going to make you a beta tester. Well, see that that's great. I was, I was going to do a shameless plug for the pod also as why I listen to you gals to, you know, get the nutrition advice and everything as well. So I think it all worked out there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, what, are, you, are you supplementing anything other than protein right now? Are you taking anything? Are you just doing... Nothing yet, which, okay. um, again, still kind of learning a lot with yeah. how this goes. And mm-hmm. so um, that will be the like big thing. Sounds like you and I need to sit down and talk about some nerdy things after yeah. this is done. I think we do. <laughs> yes, that, that would be great. Any kind of guidance. Um, I think one of the things that I've tried to do a little bit more instead of, you know, spending as much time on social media or just kind of um, even just watching television is just trying to learn as much as I can. So, you know, reading Runner's World or looking at people who are doing this or have done it before, mm-hmm. um, you know, just kind of talking about their diet plans and trying to sort of figure out, you know, hey, how can I incorporate not everything they're doing maybe, but just a little bit here and there like, oh, this would be really good if I could do this at six o'clock at night or do this every other weekend or whatever the case might be. So I think it's a lot of just kind of trial and error at this point. And I think that'll probably be the case uh, going forward for the next few months. Oh yeah. That's, that's anytime you change your food intake, I feel like you're going to be like, well, this isn't working. All right. Try something else. And just We're definitely get... going to have to have you on again then yeah. like before you go do this just because by that time you'll know for sure like yeah. you're just getting prepared now but we'll have to do like some check-ins before yes. June. Yes. We've got some time. Speaking of that, where can people go to donate to your cause? So the main website is msruntheus.org and then I'm not sure exactly where on that main page, you can get to the specific campaigns, but each person that is running this has set up sort of their own specific campaign page. Okay. Okay. And so I think if you just look for any sort of link that has like 2021 relay on it, that might take you to that area. But I'll link it. I'll link your page in the show notes. Cool. Um, cool. So that we can have that directly there. So that'll be on our website, meatheadtestkitchen.com. And I'll, I'll link it in the description of the podcast too. Yes. So that we've got it in a nice. couple places so yeah. people can find that for you. Thank you, friends. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. I can't <laughs> wait to see you do this. I'm really excited. Um, Seriously. Like this, this is amazing. Is, yeah, this is fantastic. And... I'm not going to get emotional again, <laughs> I swear, but thank you for doing this. Like, Oh, yeah. I know how much this means to your mom, and I know how much this means to Kevin, and I know how much this means to just, you know, me, and I'm not, you know, part of the whole thing, and yeah. I'm so fucking proud of you. Yeah, thank you. It's um, It was emotional, certainly. I, I just before, I mean, I'd kind of known that this was going to happen for a little bit, and so I I'd, I'd, told a few people, um, mainly through work, just to kind of let them know that, hey, this this might be happening, and might need some time to, you know, go do this, which yeah. uh, they, they've been great about, of course. Um, but just like that initial call to my mom and to my dad, it was yeah. just like, it is pretty emotional. It still is. and um, But the good things are always emotional, hard decisions to make sometimes. Like I think yeah. so. If and it doesn't make you cry, is it worth doing? Right. <laughs> and that's, and that's kind of why I just, I, I look at it that way. It's, I've always wanted to try and do something and, um, you know, I guess <laughs> the best way to look at it for me is, I mean, I've, I've been fortunate to have a lot of friends. I have a lot of friends across a lot of different circles, but I always kind of looked at it as maybe I was sort of, you know, in my endeavors, I was more of a tourist, I guess. You know, I'd stop mm-hmm. by, I'd dabble in a little bit here and mm-hmm. there and just kind of move on to something else or come back eventually. And so I guess 
I was always looking for maybe the thing to, you know, my thing, uh-huh. you know, the thing. Yeah. You know, capital the. <laughs> but maybe this is it. And, yeah. and maybe it's not just the running, but maybe it's it's uh, doing the fundraising part. Maybe mm-hmm. it's, you know, kind of doing charity work like this, you know, whatever it might be. So I hope this is, uh, you know, a good start on that. That's so cool. Like, I'm so, I'm so glad that this interview is happening. Like, yeah. I'm so appreciative of you. And like, I think that, that you're probably going to inspire a fuckload of people. Like, honestly, this is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Love you. <laughs> That's all I got. I'm going to cry otherwise. So. <laughs> Again, Chris Whitney, we appreciate you stopping by. We'll post the links in the, in the show notes on meatheadtestkitchen.com. Um, I'll put it in the description of the podcast so you can click on it from there. Donate to an awesome cause. We're obviously going to have you back on again because yes. we're going to have to know exactly how many calories you're eating. <laughs> <laughs> Meathead Test Kitchen is powered by Little Movements Apparel. Check them out at littlemovementsapparel.com. They're freaking awesome. Like They're amazing people. Their activewear is awesome. It's super cute. I it's love affordable. It. Yes, it's super affordable. And it's even more affordable because if you use <laughs> the code MEATHEAD at checkout, you save 20% on your entire order. So check them out at littlemovementsapparel.com. Meathead Test Kitchen. Out. Join Sadie and Sasha every Monday, helping to make your fitness and nutrition journey suck less. MTK. MTK.